By the way, have you seen the new delivery guy? Absolutely fitty. Is he? Yeah. Oh, your bit delivery guys are hot, and the bin man is absolutely ridiculous. The bin what man at the your hell house is so is hot. <laughs> Could we take this bit out? It's very disrespectful, actually. Welcome to Shit, I Married a Twin. I'm Luke Hemner, and I am joined side by side with my wife. Hi. Say your name. Alana. The way that you're looking at each other is making me feel a bit sick, actually. Yes, it's called Lovely, sir. Get used Ugh. to it, honeys. Um, <laughs> and that little voice, that little squeaky, <laughs> vicious little snake <laughs> like a spitting adder was my <laughs> sister-in-law. <laughs> spit, spit, spit. Lisa Bartell. Um, well, typical Slytherin. Yes, Slytherin spitting all her poison at us. Parcel tongue. <laughs> So, welcome back. Thank you very much for, for rejoining us on our lovely podcast. Um, so, obviously, we had the big week, the big news, which was that you announced your pregnancy with a very carefully directed photo, I might add, um, <laughs> which I took. Lisa, do you want to talk us through the photo and, and posting it? And how many likes you got, honeys? How good did it make you feel? How about the dopamine? <laughs> yeah, the dopamine was real. Although, um, we maybe didn't word it clearly enough because everyone assumed that it was Alana that was pregnant. <laughs> Um, even I got even I was convinced and everyone was messaging look like congratulations and then people were commenting like congratulations Alana but I think maybe because obviously not everyone knows that how much I love Ari and she's basically mine as well so like maybe it's because we associated Ari into it I don't know but we could have been clear or maybe just people think that I'm not responsible enough to have a child, which is well, <laughs> which would be correct. <laughs> and like, why do people think I'm crazy enough to have one so quickly after? No, thank you. Well, it's not even that quick now. I know. But... It would be quite normal. But people, mm -hmm. I have people at Steph Pat Lunch sort of come up to me and go, "Oh, um, you... they're like, are you are you having another baby?" I was like, "No, <laughs> no, no." Um, but um, but everyone was has been very very lovely. Was there any was any people that you because you sort of held you withheld it on social media, which is a big thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, I just kind of felt like everyone was like, "Oh my god, how have you been doing everything that you're doing whilst growing a child?" And I'm like, at least now everyone knows that why you've you know, been crazy. Oh, why I've been that's crazy. why you're a lazy moody bitch. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but no, it was nice, and actually, like a lot of people. I've come out to say, oh, I'm pregnant too, or whatever. And it's just good to be able to ask Instagram. Like, I was wor worrying about NCT because I haven't done anything yet. And I was having to Google, like, stages of labor because I was like, oh, my God. Because, like, now I'm at the week where um, it could be a viable pregnancy. Um, I think they have, like, a 60% chance of survival if they come this week. If he comes this week. If, well, don't you know, come this week. Yeah, no. Um, so it kind of set me into a bit of a – my app told me that, and I was a bit like, oh, my God, what if he does? Or, you know, what would I do? Um, so, yeah, so I, and I hadn't signed up to any NCT or really, you know, got anything for the baby apart from the nappies that Alana left in the office. Um, yeah. <laughs> from Ari. So it's jolted me into, oh, my God, a child's head is going to be crowning out of my vagina fairly shortly. <laughs> <laughs> and do you do you feel um quite are you starting to feel quite relaxed about it, Alana? Yeah, I'm just happy that I don't have to push a ninety eight percentile he do. <laughs> He's a big boy. He's a big laddie. But yeah, I still get a son out of it. I have to. You do. And are you feeling quite relaxed now now you've told everyone, Lisa? Yeah, I think it's just like you realise um 
that you do sort of like having that sort of like female support network um and so many women have obviously been through it before like nearly everyone no shit, sure um, so you know stating the obvious but it's just nice to know that everyone's like oh here's some advice or you know it's just like you just feel like cushioned in the bosom of <laughs> mother nature has it made you feel differently about your has it made you have more respect for anybody who's given birth to twins Oh my God, like literally we're away at the minute and our friend Prendy that we're away with, his mum, Prendy's a twin as well. It's his birthday today, actually. Oh, is he a twin? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, and we, they, did the, they did the happy birthday, happy birthday, same as Alan and I do, oh. discussed. What was sister. that? What did you used to do? Um, you know, you know, when Alan and I in the morning go, happy birthday, and then Alan goes, happy birthday, and it's just weird, like two people saying happy birthday to each oh, other on the same day. And um, Prendy and his sister did that this morning. Oh. Actually, and speaking of that, remember before, um, Prendy got his sister a present I don't think Tessa got him one. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm like, you just need to um, just make a pact like us. Like, no prezzies, honeys. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, cute. So but did it make you appreciate the fact that you're worried about pushing one baby out of your foof? What about people who've had to push two? Oh, yeah. And like, oh, just three. you must like, uh-huh. you must be even more tired and like, because like now even I'm only six months, but I still feel a bit like waddly. And like, you know, you'd have double that. And then walk. still three months to go. Mum said she couldn't see her feet for the last three months. Flipping like, man. even bending over at the minute, it's like just a bit annoying that you can't quite... Really? Whereas if you had two in there... I think... I, don't it, know. I, I, I obviously, like, I mean, you know, speaking as a man, um, obviously it sounds insanely difficult to push one, let alone two. But I think, like, I can only sort of take it from looking after a baby and how hard mm. it is to look after one. How hard it must be when there's two of them Impossible. Crying. I know. And waking each other up and all that. No. I think impossible. you just have to concede that you couldn't do it all. Like, I think that if one of them was crying, you just have to, you know, like, I, I remember my friend Fee, when I went round to her house, she just had tw- two twin boys who are, like, amazing now. They're so cute. She handed me a baby and a gin and just went, you'll need both of these. <laughs> 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 and I was like, okay. And you just have to sort of, she just had to sort of accept that, you know, like even like putting the baby down on the floor or, you know, like with two, like it's just no, if you've got them by yourself, there's just no way that you can. And she was breastfeeding as well. So I had to like put one in the boob and if one stopped cr- like breastfeeding and cried, there's nothing you could do. You just had to lie that, you know, you just have to like leave that one there I think a bit upset while the other one finished. I think twins are quite happy just in each other's company, maybe. Mm. I think well, I was, was asking Prendy's mom about it yesterday and she would just said, you, with twins, usually you would have a family member there to help as well like you know it's more often than not you'd have someone there to help you um and people kind of muck in a bit more of us too i think what i'm saying is though because i know that your mum listens to this although she might, might have stopped now because when we spoke to her at the wedding she said well everything i say is going to be put on that podcast <laughs> um but i i've i just i do get that you had it tougher <laughs> like one is hard yeah. but i just cannot imagine what it's like with two mental yeah and i think as well like just being able to like treat them differently and give them each of like you know even once even once you're past the baby stage of keeping them alive like how then do you start to nurture them separately and make them both feel but like just a total minefield no thank you i asked them to, i like i literally got them to check three times when i went for reverse scan i was like please not one hiding again. yeah there might be one hiding behind. but mum was i think mum's first scan she was told that there was one and then the second scan I think mum was told she was having two boys and then we both popped out and she was like, oh, we can't be Greg and Murray then. 
yes, so we have just been away to Cornwall, a little family trip. Also a second family trip in quick succession, mm. but we went down to Cornwall and it, we were staying together. The twins and Peter and Luke were all staying together mm. in a little Airbnb, which had its own dramas. Mm-hmm. Um, but how was, we had a drive, we had a long drive, didn't we, Alana? Yeah, we left at like half eight in the morning and arrived at five o'clock. Did you slag us off? I bet you slagged us off in the car, didn't you, for leaving late? Yeah, look, look paranoid that you and Peter were going. I bet you, and, I bet you and Peter going. Why did they leave at eight thirty? Oh my god, you stupid! And then <laughs> no, you, we were just wait till you've got on, a kid. No, we were just focusing more on us and the panting dog in the back because Peter acts like if a dog. I'm like, it's just him cooling himself down. But Peter's like, oh, we need to let him out. We need to let him out. <laughs> like he gets. So I'm like, what's it going to be like with a baby in the back? Did you have Crying. arguments? Long car rides. We had. We had a few. Did you we have had, any arguments? Yeah. Oh yeah. We sort of both got a bad journey because ours back was bad and yours there was bad. Oh, my God. Ours took us eight and a half hours. We got stuck in two lots of traffic. It was a nightmare. The thing that you do that's quite annoying is you ask me something three times. I have I, I once. Like what? What's an example? You're like, do you think Harry should have these crisps now? And I'll be like, <laughs> yeah, just give him the crisps. like that. And then again, do you think she should be having crisps now? <laughs> and I'll be like, <laughs> and I'll go, yeah, no, just it's give it the crisps. It's the wrong answer. But Alana's indecisiveness is just... But Just I do flip out. Anyway. I do flip out the third time out, and it's that. Like, do you think she should have crisps? Like, yeah, just give them. I don't care. Give yeah. them the fucking crisps. It's because but... you're. She's waiting until you give her the answer she wants. Which is like, don't ask in the first place. Just give her the crisps. Has she always been like this? Because she is yeah. quite indecisive and she's does like, tell me things. It, it, three, ask me stuff three times. It's fucking infuriating. Yeah, and work. It's just like the most infuriating thing. Like, just make a decision. Well, I'll tell you where she's not been indecisive. Just to have a little, a little quick sort of sideway step into a for catch up. Oh yeah. Because I thought after two weeks we weren't getting any bread, but the bread cometh. The bread cometh <laughs> the in, bread in the in the risen maker again. Yes, we've had some more bread. Very nice. Yeah, just a plain white loaf again. Plain white loaf. She's not getting too adventurous just yet. Sugary loaf. Yeah. No, I, big... put, I put less sugar in. Did you? Mm-hmm. It does taste good. Does it? Yeah. Did Ari do? Um... No, she didn't really like it. She only had a nibble. Not a fan. She's sort of been off her food, though. Yeah, she got She had that nice sourdough at the weekend, just that I've had this from the farm shop. This, yeah, this exactly. pony stuff so, yes. ain't my bag. You and Peter bought some, uh, I mean, and quite on brand, very expensive food with you. It was like, right, we're getting the finest sausages that... Speaking of which, when you guys went to bed the Friday... And Luke and I were up and we found a bottle of red and we just opened it and poured it and then we were like, oh God, what if that's a special one? And when we put it on Vivino, it was $175. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't, was it? And we were just no, I don't it was. No, it was 25 quid, Peter said in the morning. But I was like, I yeah. in the group, like, we've just opened that wine and had nearly half of it. Um, you were worried. a special one. I know. And Peter wouldn't like, have cared anyway. I was like, let's just fucking drink it. Which we yeah, did. Peter wouldn't have brought, wouldn't have cared because he wouldn't have brought, it wouldn't have been there otherwise. But yeah, I, I think it wasn't, definitely wasn't that. But even twenty five quid, Peter's shit in twenty five quid bottles already. <laughs> Don't care about that. Um, it was delicious. It was, it was very delicious. nice. They used to on and look, we're having a little keep them in the hot tub together, having little chats and giggling. <laughs> it's very I cute. That you, took pic- you took a picture of that. Yeah, it's cute. Why did you take a picture of that? Just because it was just cute. Because like obviously now like. Um, I'm sure all new parents can relate. Like, I never actually see you and Alana talking to each other not about Ari or like with Ari not there, like obviously in this context, but it's just nice to see you were just like deep in conversation for like an hour in the hot tub, just having the yipsies, 
having the yabsies, a little bit pissed. You weren't kissing, thankfully, because I would have stopped that. Any tomfoolery. You probably shouldn't um, have been watching for an hour, to be fair. I wasn't watching for an hour. It's because I went to bed and then I looked out the window because I went to open like, the window. You're like, just a little check. Oh, still there. <laughs> it was just cute. It was nice. It was like, cute. It was like the good old days. Were you, you, because we had a hot tub, but you were supposed to sort it out. Oh, no, right. Lisa heated up this hot tub before we got there. Honestly, it was like scalding. It's like a witch's cauldron. It was one of the ones that's not electric, so you have to it do it as a stoke fire. So I spent all night, like, literally doing the wood, stirring it. Yeah, you used like all of the wood in the first love. day. And we could have yeah, done it. Because it's, I just clicked it to the instructions, and then it went absolutely roasting. I had to boil everyone. Like, we basically were like Gretel. fucking soup. Yeah, we were. <laughs> Minestrone. And then we had to put the hose in it to put cold water in it. Anyway, the thought was there. And then we, uh, as we left the place... We got in a bit of trouble because we had like there was um chest of drawers, but like when you put clothes in the chest of drawers, they fell apart immediately. Like literally as soon as you open it, it just boom, 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 boom. So then and we tried it, tried you put it back together once, and then mm. once we put it back together the second time, it just fell apart again. So we just left it like that, and then we got quite an angry message. Well, this so is what done replies that. you got back from me. I was not. Oh, you, and not you, happy. Uh, what I love about this is that you weren't happy, but that you got a bad review, but you're so happy with your reply. You've read it. You read you, you you read it to me first time, and then you went to me. I'm actually going to read it out again because you were so happy with it. I was disappointed to read your review. The drawers came apart as soon as we opened them. They are not broken; just need some super glue, perhaps. I also can't understand how the shower curtain could have been so stained in a few days and can just be washed. I didn't actually feel the property had exceptional cleanliness, but I appreciated your prompt, friendly reply. So wanted to give you five stars as it wasn't offensive. I, mean, I hope you get more custom. See, why can't you read Harry's bedtime stories with that much inflection? <laughs> um, but we went um, we went along to this funeral, which was uh, your friend Chris, um, who's had terminal cancer for 13 years. Yeah. yeah. So she decided to have a funeral, which was this incredible event at uh, Truro Cathedral, and it had Dawn French was playing the Vicar of Dibley doing mm. the ceremony. Um, I you well you talk through this because I was at, I was at home for that bit because I was looking after Ari until yeah. So basically, the sort of Chris has never done anything by the books, um, and the logic behind it is like, why would you wait until you've died for everyone to celebrate your life and say nice things about you essentially? And she's like, you know, I've had a long time to plan and think about my death, so why would I not celebrate it? my life with everyone yodo yodo so you yeah the whole theme was you only die once and everyone had to dress up in something either you know like that you've wanted to wear a second time or they've always wanted to wear and didn't and in true chris style it wasn't just like a service and everyone and, and, and a volleyball um literally she had yeah don french opened it opened it as vicar of dibley and there was this whole like stage bit about how she don't that vicar dibley was at the wrong funeral and then there was like performances from Abandaman and Ray and like video footage on loads of TVs around of like her and her twin sister Marin. And then everyone did honestly the most we were talking about speeches last week, but these speeches were the most incredible speeches. And I think it just uh, it just makes because you know, you would think before that it would be an odd dynamic to have you a eulogy read out with the person sitting there. But actually, because everyone and Chris and Marin, Marin's Christian sister, they've just created this like community of 
brilliant friends, family and people. Like, I think that energy in the room just makes everything like so accepting and just like, I don't know. I don't know. I just can't explain it. It's like elevated. Well, I think, uh, I think you explained it well in that, in that they, Chris and Marion have a weird like community in yeah. that as soon as you're there and I, the, the queue for the burgers was like 45 minutes. And at one point Alana went, where are you? And I was in the queue for the burger. She went, hurry up. I know it wasn't her. It was come on, but well, I was oh, that old nail Anna was doing that to you. We were DJing. Oh, she's like, "Where's look? Where's look?" I was like, "Go like away!" Me, like, she knows what I'm like. and snog girls as soon as I get a chance. <laughs> um, but I was, um, I was in the queue for like 45 minutes, just chatted to two people, never chatted to ever. And yeah. because they're friends with Chris and Marin, of course they're cool people yeah. and like cool jobs, like really kind. And like I do think they've created that over, over the last you know sort of 10, yeah. 15 it's years. It's just them as it's just them as people. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I don't want you guys to get upset, but, it, you know, there's not many people that understand what those girls are going through um, in that they're twins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it just it doesn't really kind of bear thinking about what happens. At the end, okay, but good. I think well, that... I'm glad I, glad I, glad I thought that <laughs> up, man. Brilliant. Um, I know Chris actually came up to me the day after. Chris came up to me and she's like, I know that you know Anna will, um, like, know more than anyone how, you know, that feels. But I think... Chris can't be confident in the fact that exactly that community that we've spoken about will, you know, when the time comes, rally around Marin and they've both created that around themselves, um, you know, subconsciously or consciously. Um, and yeah, it's just, it just like doesn't bear thinking about it. And I think that they, you know, I think a lot of people there, and Chris won't mind me saying this, even though you know somebody has a terminal illness, you can still live in denial that they're going to die. And I think that she talks about that a lot and that, um, you know, everyone is going to die. It's just, you know, more, I guess, immediate for her because um, of her diagnosis and what she has to go through every day. But um, yeah, and like, you know, with Krista Marin, I think she did an amazing thing where people had to write on her casket, which is going to be her actual casket. <laughs> And um, I think I wrote in it the um, the world has always just been a woman for the four of us, and it, like we just have such a strong connection to them. Like that, I always like. There's so many parallels in our lives. Like we're a very similar age. Our dads both died. Like when we're with them, it's just um, yeah, it's amazing. And I think that that twin bond, um, we're going back to this podcast, is so so special. And like. Chris and Marin's speeches both were testaments to that. It's like you have someone your whole life that goes through everything with you, and then thought of that not happening. It's obviously like unthinkable, but they both articulate it in such like a brilliant way. And like, what an amazing like thing to have had to have someone from the womb go through absolutely everything with you. And yeah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and also, what she did, which I was like furious because chris in to chris fashion before each eulogy put tequila shots out and i was like cheers mate i was like i was like gonna put it on my um wrists and neck and like, i can't even have a tequila to get me through oh, this no. um, yeah, no. Well, in true bringing it back to the podcast, Graham, who is Marin's husband, is the only person that understands what I go through, actually. Yeah. Um, chris, uh, Marin actually mentioned you weren't there yet in her speech. Um, Marin gave a shout out to Luke and Peter about um, the kind of unusual <laughs> the unusual path untrodden of being married to a twin 
And then, um, yeah. yeah, Marin shouted out the computer, being like, they know. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Shit, I married a twin is, is one thing, but shit, I married a DJ is another thing, right? Because you two DJed uh, where, and I, you used to be DJs, you still are DJs. You still still a DJ? Semi-retired. Semi-retired. We'll come out um, for a couple of bottles of red and a fun night. Yeah, but you but you did a silent disco. And the thing is, right, is I was like, because I turned up about 7.30 because I put Ari to bed and then I I, I took over, Peter took over from me. Um, and it, I'd forgotten what it was like to be at an event where you two are DJing, right? Because I used to do it all the time. I used to go to, you, you'd have like a residency in London at Whiskey Meth, right? And I would like, I'd come along and, and try and be supportive. But then I'm actually just standing in a nightclub on my own whilst you two are DJing, dancing on my own. I'm dancing on my own. And it's just like the weirdest, creepiest thing. It just stand in there, just like. <laughs> you were very cute at one point. You were dancing on the altar by yourself. Just... Oh, well, I was trying to get some sort of attention. I couldn't you have you two having it all. I offered if you wanted to MC. I didn't want to. It would have been weird. Me up to you. Like, say something on the mic. What was I going to say? You went, do your job. At one point, you went do some impressions. Oh, what in the middle of a, a middle of a club <laughs> night? Hey guys, what would Andy Murray think about this next track? Um, oh, sorry, I, I'm not coming to watch you DJ again. Okay, you don't want to come to Formula One then? Well, okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah, but I think you you think of it like you're coming to see you. Do you think of it as the same thing as coming to see me do a gig? Yeah, I no, don't think I, it's fair. I, I, I don't know why. Care if gets... you're there or not. Oh. Peter's been to one gig. Uh, he's a glory hunter. He came to one gig that was 80,000 people. <laughs> and I've, I've that's seen all you, he's been to. I've seen you DJ to two people um, at Westfield Shopping Centre. <laughs> and one of those people was me. Was you. <laughs> it was just the three yeah. of us, actually, probably. And uh, I literally been sat in a deck and chair and watched you DJ in front of Waitrose. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone? Oh, I played some... the floor fillers. <laughs> Does anyone want some Sean Paul with her overplaced flower? Or <laughs> <laughs> what no. a gig! What I a drove gig. you. Oh, I drove you guys around uh, student nightclubs. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember when? Honestly, like that first student tour they did, like Matt Twins, <laughs> one extra tour, whatever it was. And there was like you'd be lucky if there were sixteen people in that club. Oh yeah, but that... sometimes they'd just be like, mm, "Do you want to just?" You just do we half hour and just go home. <laughs> Both you oh, and then Peter Bar- Bardell scrolls strolls in for the glory days. I know. I've been there. I've been there, been there since the got even even Ed Sheeran didn't come to those early days. He did I, come um, to one and it was absolutely random. Give to one that's pictorial evidence. Give to Edinburgh. Yeah, no, he did come to one. It was so and I tend to, I said to him, Don't come if it's gonna cause a circus because you know oh, it just bullshit. You fucking lines. wanted that circus. No, but then it did just turn into we couldn't actually leave the booth because everyone was like, is that? But the thing about Ed was people, I think you get to past the level of fame where people don't think it's you. Yeah. So people yeah, are just like, that guy looks like Ed Sheeran. I know what a, that's like. <laughs> why is he in a random nightclub watching the Max Twins DJ? I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
So, well, I had a, I had an interesting day yesterday because uh, so Steph's at lunch, which I do uh, on Channel Four. Steph wasn't there, so we had different hosts, and we had Denise Van Outen and Johnny Vaughan, mm. the Big Breakfast fame. Like How many the years ago, would that have been twenty five years ago? So it was a massive reunion, and it was pretty exciting. Like because I like I grew up watching them, and they had the weather. They had the news guy Phil Gale. Do you remember Phil Gale? No. I don't, but when I saw him, when I saw it on Instagram, it did ring bells. It was mad. And like, are we, they played more tea, Vicar. More tea, Vicar. Get so many cups. And uh, it was just, I was like presenting, like looking at these people that I used to like get ready for school watching. Like, Yeah, it was... that's cool. Did you... Big Breakfast is Channel 4 now, isn't it? No, like, it, they did like breakfast. one-off specials. They did oh. like two one-off specials on a Saturday. With we don't really have, uh, yeah. Yeah, we don't really have like super iconic. Obviously, like the kind of big reality shows now, but we don't really have super iconic formats like that anymore. Mm-mm. I don't um, understand why we don't. Like obviously... proper cultural institutions. Yeah, like TV the... Fridays. Yeah, which, but uh, but I think more like like SMTV or Live and yeah. Cooking, those kind of yeah. kids' morning shows that we grew up. Um, I, is that just because they can just watch Bluey? You know. Uh, yeah, or, I just think or it... Pepper whenever they want. The way people consume content um, has changed, and I think that watching stuff live. This Did you used really to watch anymore. Big Breakfast when you got ready for school? I don't know. I, I don't think so, really. I the telly on. I, used to, I think I used to get quite anxious in the morning of going yeah, to school. Same. We were a bit weirdos, really. Yeah, yeah um, I don't know if we were allowed TV in the morning. Yeah, I don't think we were. Oh, my I God. Oh, I'm depressing. <laughs> um, but, but you had fun. I had fun. And I do think it's interesting because there's not... what What Big Breakfast used to do is offer an alternative to, like, BBC Breakfast and yeah. um, GMTV or what is now GMB, like like serious the news. the news, and it was like this is just a fun, silly show, and it was that's why it was good for kids as well as people who like got a little bit of their news but yeah. wanted a bit more of a uh, a sort of pick me up. And I, think... I guess that's more now in radio. People would listen to the radio in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I think people find like familiarity and like exactly you say like the formats, the familiar faces. Like yeah, I maybe they should bring it back. I know they did on the Saturday, but I think they should bring it back every day. Who do you it. have to speak to? I don't know the powers that be. <laughs> um, but anyway, it was it was very very fun and a and a and a, a, a sort of bizarre experience. Um, but they are of course icons. And mm-hmm. what we asked you to write in last week, and thank you so much, um, because we actually have had an email which we will read out at the end, which is very exciting. But people who've written on our socials as well uh, about your family icons. Now I love this because i my family icon is my austrian granddad who you never met did you no um but he was a, he's an absolute legend um andrea schneider and he like he like lived in he grew up in austria for about 30 years then moved to england met my grandma um and lived here for about 30 years then he left my grandma and lived with a woman in america um for another like 20 odd years and like he never lost his Austrian accent it was like so thick mm. and he was amazing and he like he'd always said like because like he grew up in Austria in you know like 1939 um which was a big year in uh, in Germany um and he always but he was too young I think he was about 15 during the second world war so he was too young to be um in the army but he was uh, in, as part of the Hitler Youth. And he always said that he was like, my two biggest claims to fame was that I saw Hitler speak in Vienna and mm. I once saw someone sleep on a banana. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> his, two, his two proudest moments. Um, but he saw Hitler speak live because you want to you see Hitler live, don't you? You don't want to... The DVD 
not, not going to do it justice, is it? <laughs> to see him face to face. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so he was amazing, and like what I a was, life. Like, and I was looking, and he and he was amazing. Like you couldn't talk about the Second World because he felt so much guilt, like a lot of Austrian mm. and Germans do around that time. People who weren't Nazis feel this horrendous guilt that they were even part of it in the slightest. Is it true that you've got one side was on the Hitler Youth and the other side? Yeah, so basically, like it... my my granddad is Austrian, the Schneider mm-hmm. side, but then father's side is Jewish. Mm. And like my grandfather was in a prisoner of war camp for being mm. Jewish. So it is a weird, um, but it was funny. Like when I was at drama school, um, we had this one teacher that was like, um, was like talking about family histories. And he, and he was explaining to me, he was like, the reason, Luke, I think you sometimes get confused is because one half of your family is Jewish and the other half of your family is Nazi. I was like, I mean, that is the most drama school thing I've ever heard. Yeah, they and, not that's the reason for your and this is why you find parts difficult because yeah, exactly. you're so conflicted. He didn't know how to use his phone uh, when he lived in America. So like sometimes the 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 voicemail would record the conversation. Mm, so there's one okay. time that he thought he had a um, and I'm going to play it to you. He thought uh, it was like a, you know, like a. A cold caller, like a telemarketer person mm-hmm. was calling it, but actually they were phoning in to fix his computer. He didn't know how to use his computer. <laughs> My name is Professor Vitsli Putsli, and I live... Oh, my phone number is number one, and I live in the four-car court of the moon, and I'm looking forward to having an intelligent conversation with you. Bye-bye. Ha-ha-ha. Hello? Huh? Oh, <laughs> legend! Our granddad was a legend as well, actually. It's like eccentric characters. Like he, yeah, he used to always wear jumpers for family occasions with um, rabbit versions of um, Alana and I and our two cousins' pictures on his jumper. Um, so it had like Lisa. I think I was playing tennis as a rabbit on it. Do you remember what you were he doing? Proud was... punch. Proud so yeah, he was so proud of us. Um, it's like every always... time we came out Dan shows of that he's like you were the best you were the best by far the absolute best <laughs> of all the parents and other children I'm like granddad thank you and he used to go to the hearts games because we used to sit with granddad rather than dad because dad would swear and granddad did as well and so did we anyway um, so I don't really know what the logic was but he'd come in at the hearts games and he'd high five everyone on his way in everyone that knew him was just like what an absolute legend and his, his main motto was never let the truth get in the way yeah. of a good story which we're Matt Twins Tax mm. was, was in fact the born. Of Matt Twins Tax. The apple don't fall far from the tree. Yeah, exactly. but just kind of wonderfully eccentric and just so loud and louder than yeah. life and just yeah. And like the rest of Life. my family aren't really like that, and I just no. think um, it's sort of people are like ah, once well, you know that's maybe where Alan and Lisa yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. We had some good ones as well. Like people wrote in. This one's actually from producer Daisy, uh, who said she said that her uncle would open all of. Is this right? Open all of you and your sister's Christmas presents. No, just mine. We came in from like for some reason he was sat by the tree when we had Christmas lunch, and when I came back in, he did he'd opened my big presents. No, no, not funny. Was he drunk? Yeah, he was always drunk. Right? No, Daisy, that's like. <laughs> trauma yeah oh yeah <laughs> oh so poor daisy and like the fact that he's single joe as well like you know fair it's enough fair. if you're pissed and you come in and open all the presents haha funny no one's got any <laughs> presents great but the fact that you've been 
singled out. Think so myself. he's an icon in a bad way. But he had his he had his good he had his good moments as well. Yeah, but they were all just drunk moments, like finding <laughs> food down the side of the sofa and going, "Oh, Chris!" <laughs> and then eating it, eat it, oh, Chris. But you you got to think though, these our grandparents have lived through like the thirties and forties, and like it's like fair play, just get drunk mm. for the rest of your life. No, Why not? Uh, we had another one here that said uh, my granddad uh, was an icon because he had a whole second family. His funeral was very, very awkward. Did they know about each other? The families know about each other? I, well, I guess they didn't know yeah, until the funeral. Awkward. I mean, that is like, yeah, bad that's, icon. That's a TV series. Yeah. yeah. There is a TV series with that. Um, What's it called? And he's got like another wife and a kid and they're the same age and they become pals. Hang on, isn't this going to happen with Peter? Yeah, exactly. When I meet the American family, we turn yeah. up, turn up at his. <laughs> Where's the funeral, funeral? going to be? <laughs> Kentucky or Wimbledon? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might have to have two funerals. Yeah, it's um, bleak. Uh, so we had that one. We had another one here. That says uh, my dad is an icon because he used to say he was a nurse when he was actually a hospital porter. Oh. Never let the truth oh. get away. Good story. Nothing wrong yeah, with that. Exactly. Don't mind that one. And equally important. That's the thing. Like equally important. Anyway, you know, exactly. doing a great service for the NHS. Exactly. You're so still getting a clap on a Thursday night. Yeah, the fact um, that he felt he had to lie was is sad, though. Yeah. 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 Don't be, be proud of your porting. Yeah. Um, and uh, we had another one here that said, maybe we are the icon and they just haven't realised it yet. So maybe we're our family icons. <laughs> I don't know. I think our uh, family would agree that us, <laughs> they are the icons, to be honest. No, 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 no. We're the ones with the podcast, though. Um, <laughs> Craft. Uh, okay, this one Podcast. said... Pod, prod, prodcast. Uh, another one said, my nana is a family icon because she'd start her day. It's another drunk one. Start her day off at 6am with a G&T every day and wore stilettos into her 80s. Go on, queen. Legend. Uh, to be fair, a lot of the icon stories, I would say a good strong 70% are, are the drunk family member. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, uh, isn't it that Frank bit of Frankie Ball material where it's like, no good story starts with, so this one time I got really sober. <laughs> Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all the best people are... Let your inhibitions go, honeys, but drink responsibly and be yeah. ready. But every family has, like, a even in sitcoms and stuff, there's always, like, it's usually, like, a cool... It's either a quirky aunt or a creepy uncle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, two buckets. Like or, like, an elderly person that just doesn't give a fuck and yeah. says exactly what they think. Like, I'd say, like, that's probably the main... The main I think anyone buckets. younger, like a brother, sister, cousin... People just don't speak to them. <laughs> it's like older people. You're like, oh yeah, it's just the way they are. Um, but but like, if they're any younger and they're fucking weird or you know problematic, just cut them out. My nana's pretty iconic as well. So who was married to this? Um, my granddad, um, because she's still alive. She's ninety two, um, but she was one of the first women to get a degree from Cambridge. Yeah, because great. it was that women used to used to not be recognised that women got degrees. Um, until I don't know the date. Yeah, and like not that long ago, nineteen forty-eight, yeah. something like that, um, or maybe nineteen fifty. And um, so she got a degree, fine art. She was one of the first first year of women that got degrees, um, from Cambridge. And she's amazing. Like, she, like the, her stories are incredible. Mm. Um, and like, traveling around people Italy that are kind on of... her own on a bike and sleeping in hay bales. Yeah, no, with like, my wow. granddad. All right, yeah. I stopped her before she told me the raunchy stuff.
Thank you so much for uh, all of you writing in and listening. And please do rate the podcast. Give it a little five stars. Give us a little review because we do read them. And if you'd like to email, you can email with your family icons. It's shit. I married a twin at gmail.com. Which works. We which does know. work because <laughs> we have an email. Um, which should we read that out now? Yeah. Okay. So our first ever email <gasps> uh, from Kelly. Hello, loving the podcast. I'm from near Glasgow and I love hearing my accent and Scottish memories from school coming through my headphones. Love heart. I've started using Positive Polly in everyday life. It's now a thing in our house. Positive Polly this morning was. She was stuck behind a tractor on the way to work, but we have a hybrid and it meant I was in electric mode the whole six miles to my work. So saving all the money. She's one of, she's like me, loves saving a little penny here and there. And then she said, congratulations, Lisa and Peter. That's so exciting. Oh, thank you. Um, I love the positive Polly's catching on. Yes, well, we've yes. got we've got quite a few, Alana. Yeah, so we? I think the main one was that obviously we learned our lessons leaving a bit later on the Friday. So on the Monday when Addy woke up at ten past five, we obviously weren't, you know, totally enamoured. But then we were like, actually, positive poly means let's just get on the road and do it, and we did it in five hours. Yes. So, so yeah, bad. Ari wakes up early. Good. Meant Home we could get earlier. on the road early. Yeah. Uh, that was a good one. Another one, because like weirdly in Cornwall, we always think the weather will be better. It was the only place in Britain that didn't have nice <laughs> weather. Um, so but the weather was bad in Cornwall. Um, but that meant it was good for Ari because it wasn't too hot. And I think yeah, and all me. of us in that Airbnb was quite small in that heat wouldn't have been nice. There was yeah, fl- enough flies in. Anyway, actually, I should have said that in the review. Lots of flies as well. And I still gave um, you five stars. Yeah. <laughs> Not that you're better about it anyway. Um, mine is that I have um, come on holiday in Croatia uh, and uh, I got norovirus, what I think is. So I've been oh, really? oh, is that what it is? shitting myself and spewing for the past two days. Um, I've just been able to kind of leave the room today. But Polly said, at least it wasn't when you were on your work trips for the past four weeks or it wasn't in Cornwall because that was important. Here you can just shit yourself if you want yeah. <laughs> because you don't have to um, You don't have to go anywhere. And I said, thank you, Polly. I'll let it all out. No problem, honey. Nice. I need to shut the bathroom door now. It, it's <laughs> nice for a second week in a row to finish on someone shitting themselves. Yeah. Um, this last week, Ari. This week, you. Next week, who knows? Um, Who's next? Who's next? Write in if you've shit yourself. Uh, no, guys, thank you so much for listening. Nice to see you, Lisa. Hope you feel better soon. We're going to press night of spitting image tonight. We are. Really. It's very, oh, very yeah, exciting. Fun. Thank you very much, guys. We will see you next week. Listen, hear you, speak to you on Shit I Married a Twin. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.